welcome to Live Well Health. And thanks for tuning in. As you can see, I've got a new name, a new description, and a new mindset. I'll explain more about that in a minute. Stand by. So you may have wondered where I've been for the last few months. It's been a crazy roller coaster. So if you, yeah, if you follow me on social media, you will have seen I've been doing some videos about this USM Ultimate Self Mastery course that I've been taking. And one of the reasons that I decided to do this is one, it's reasonably priced, so practical, if not anything else. But I, some of you may or may not know, I'm a caregiver for my dad who has dementia. And we found out a few months ago that he also has pancreatic cancer. So, you know, just the dementia by itself is enough to make you want to go insane. Two, but then you add on the cancer and he does not feel good. And he is not a pleasant person. And so I was really struggling with how to honor my dad without letting him drop me into depression. He is so negative and just is constantly the same thing over, very cynical, very negative. And I was allowing him to depress me because I could not stand to be around him. And even before we would pick him up, I was already stressing out about how I don't want to do this. And I, and I have to give a shout out to my husband who has been wonderful. I would have not have been able to get through any of this without him. But I wanted to be able to stop allowing him to, you know, depress me. And I know a lot of caregivers, I see a lot of this in the support groups that they're just like, I hate my life. I want my life back. And I totally get that. But that kind of attitude that you hate this and you hate that and you just want your life back is not healthy for the caregiver. So I decided to take this course to help me get through so that not that my life is easy, not that everything is solved, but my mindset is this is what needs to be done right now. This is not forever and to look for the opportunities for me to grow. Peter Sage says that no one can do anything to you emotionally unless you give them permission. So working off that premise, uh, the ultimate self-mastery course is how to end self-sabotage and procrastination. So we'll be right back after this. Stand by. Welcome back. So let's talk about the brain a little bit. So your brain is the most complex machine known to humankind. The brain has more than 86 billion neurons. That's more than any other animal on the planet. It's larger in size than the brain of any other primate. And it holds more data 
than the newest smartphone. Parts of our brains are so complex that they don't even develop until we're in our mid-twenties. I would dare to add that some people's brains never develop, if current history is any indication. So if the brain is like a big computer, then we all know whatever goes into the computer is what comes out. You're only as good as the data that you put in. And I'm not just talking about external data. So our internal dialogue, our brain is always listening into that. So if our internal dialogue is always negative, um, I'm not good enough, or I'm not tall enough, or I'm not smart enough, blah, 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 you name the negative core belief, our brain is listening in on that. And our brain actually cannot tell the difference between fact and fiction. If our brain is always like, I hate my life, I hate this, you know, negative, all this negative resentment, anger, your brain can't tell the difference. Not only that, it's also very unhealthy and you can actually cause brain damage if you're constantly negative, resentful, and angry. So in case you didn't know, Peter Sage is a human behavior specialist. And he says, if you don't want to take charge of what you think, there are people that are willing to do it for you. If it's just too much work for you to think, you know, you always got the politicians, you got the news media, somebody else is going to think for you. There's a lot of voices out there and they all want you to agree with them. Then again, some people are more committed to keeping their problems than changing them. I want you to think about this question. Who are you without your problems? I talk to a lot of people and they say, well, I'm a diabetic. I'm depressed. I'm whatever. When you use the word I'm before something like that, it means you're attached to it. It is part of your identity. In order to change habits or addictions, things like that, you have to change. There has to be a shift in your identity. So he has, there's five shifts, learning shifts. So we all think, well, if I just had a, another college degree, or if I just read this book, or if I just took this course, that I would be better. But the problem is, it's not that you need more knowledge mastery, you need more self-mastery. You're already good enough, you're already smart enough, you don't need another book, you don't need another course. What you need is to take control of your thinking and understand that you are good enough. Every thought we have is a road to reality. So if we've got negative thoughts, you know, those are self-fulfilling prophecies. I'm not good enough. Well, no, you're not because you'll never be successful because you think you're not good enough and you self-sabotage yourself. The dominant thoughts of your mind will become your reality. When you look at things like anxiety is fear of the future, you're worried about the future. Sorry, that's my dog. And depression is living in the past. Those are choices we make about what we think. Disraeli, who is a historical figure um, from England, said that men can go through life trying to change the circumstances of their lives 
blind to the fact that the circumstances they seek to change were the creations of their own mind. You know, it goes back to that saying, you're your own worst enemy. We've got to change our mindset and change the way we think and stop those negative tapes that keep playing over and over. When asked that question earlier, who are you without your problems? A lot of the stuff, there's no five minute answer to this. This requires some deep thinking and going back, you know, sometimes to childhood, usually to childhood to figure out why do I think I'm not good enough? You know, and look behind your behaviors. I did a reel on the six behaviors or the six needs behind our behaviors about understanding our human behaviors. Why do I act this way? And you, it takes some work, some real thought and some diving deep to get to that point where you can finally look at that and say, oh yeah, I, I remember feeling like this when I was a child. I had anxiety as a child and I never knew it. I didn't know it until COVID. Somebody posted the symptoms of anxiety and I was like, I have all of those. And I've had almost all of those since I was a child. Wow, okay, well now there's a self-awareness that now I've got something to work with. Our thoughts are habitual. And I'm seeing this a lot with my dad's dementia is like I mentioned before, those negative tapes keep playing over and over and new information just doesn't get recorded. And people were just very surprised at how mean he had gotten because he wasn't like that growing up. I mean, he had a temper, but he wasn't not like this. And, but I think what happens with a brain disease is that it just magnifies what's already there. I can see now knowing about his childhood, I can see now growing up where there were instances where he had to be in control and that negative cynicism has always been there, but that comes from, you know, the negative core beliefs that he got growing up as a child. But now I see all of that coming out and I, while I understand it, it does not make it any easier to deal with. I'll be right back with the five learning shifts. Stand by. One thing I love about Peter Sage and his lessons is all the one-liners he comes up with. These lessons are so packed with information. One of my favorite ones is, don't be your own speed bump. So let's get into the learning shifts. Uh, I already talked about a little bit about the first shift. It is uh, you need to go from knowledge mastery to self-mastery. The second one is release your subconscious breaks. The whole negative core beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not pretty enough. Whatever it is. The number one law in personal growth is you can never rise above the opinion of yourself. So failure isn't linked to intelligence, which is why more knowledge mastery will never help. He's, Peter Sage is fond of saying that, you know, you go take a course, I'll just take a course and they fill up a notebook and then they never do anything about it. They put the notebook on the shelf and he says, it's just a course for expensive notebook. You have a really expensive notebook is what you have. 
one of the ways that I found to help stop the negative thinking is to not watch the news. And a lot of people said, well, you're just not aware of what's going on. I was like, actually, I am aware of what's going on. Sorry, I have a puppy. What can I say? I am aware of a lot of stuff that's going on. It's just that I'm not going to listen. He says the news media, it's the same story over and over. It's just happening to different people. And really, if I want to control what I'm thinking, then I need to pick the sources and news media, period, whether you're Fox News or CNN, it's all the same. It's sensationalism. It's always geared negative. If you're kept in a negative mindset or a fear mindset, you're much easier to control and manipulate. Just remember that. The third shift, which is a little bit harder to explain, he calls it breaking cell inertia. So there's 50 trillion cells in your body that are programmed to adapt to their environment. It goes right along with the law of conformity. So say you live in a freezer and your cells, you know, they've got their winter coats and, you know, they're in the freezer, but you want to go be in the sun. Well, that's fine. And that will work for a little while. But if your cells are still wearing their winter coats, it's not going to last very long because you have not changed your cells. You have not changed your inertia. And that's what's really hard to get over. You have to be able to change on a cellular level. You have to be able to change that programming on a cellular level or you're going to end up, no matter how much you want to be in the sun, your cells, you're going to end up staying in the freezer. So your thoughts are creating the weather that your cells acclimate to. So again, this is if you're constantly negative and putting negative things and listening to the news, uh, being around negative people, you know, you're not going to be able to change. You have to change your peer group if that's what your problem is. Obviously, you can't change your family, but you can do things to mitigate if you have to spend time with negative people. It's, change is really hard. And it's always easier to stay where you are. It's always easier to stay in that freezer even though you want to be out in the sun. So here's another question for you. Is it easier for 50 trillion cells to change their wardrobe or for you to change their mind? You have to recondition your cells. I know this stuff isn't easy. And that's what I, myself, I've been listening to some of these lessons, three, four, one lesson I listened to six times because I was trying to get what he was talking about and make myself think about what he was talking about. All right, shift number four, engaged neural conditioning. Successful people train for the marath marathon, not the sprint. The quick fix is a lie. You have to recondition your current default thoughts. Again, if your thought is, I'm not good enough in whatever form it is, or you are always expecting rejection or perceived rejection, um, that was one of the things that I have learned 
is when something, somebody didn't answer my text or somebody said something and I was like, oh, that's a rejection. And then, but I waited, found out later, it was not a rejection. It, it was just my perceived, because I was expecting rejection, I perceived what they said or did as a rejection and that wasn't it at all. So you have to recon, recondition your, your brain to when those negative thoughts hit you because that is one of my negative core beliefs. The fifth shift is commit to effective action. You have to have purpose and momentum. So quit wasting your time on the quick fix. Just like the get rich quick thing. It, it's, yeah, it doesn't work. Stop chasing symptoms and start chasing causes. And I like this because being in the nutrition field, people are always looking to cover up symptoms, cut out symptoms. And they're not, and the most conventional medicine, they will not look at causes. They're just doing whatever with symptoms. And then you have to ask yourself if there's something that you want to do, but you're scared to do it. Uh, you're scared to change. If there's an action you need to take, ask yourself, what if I don't do it? And then be honest about the answer. But then ask yourself, what if I do do it? A lot of times we don't do something or we quit because we're not, you know, like learning a language or learning an instrument. Well, I'm just never going to get it. So you quit because it's easier on the ego to think that the problems you have are a lack of skills that can't be bought and taught instead of admitting to oneself that there may be some internal things that you need to work on or deal with, which usually triggers avoidance patterns. Ding, ding, ding. I am really good at avoidance. I excel in avoidance. So this is where the self-sabotage and procrastination patterns come in. It's the inner, the inner mindset, you know, whatever your inner mindset is, but it's actually the outer environment. You're more a product of your outer environment than your inner environment. Your peer group has a good influence on you or has a, has a big influence on you. Jim Quick is fond of saying, well, there's a lot of people saying it now. You are the sum of the five people you most hang out with. If you hang out with a bunch of pot smokers, guess what? You're going to be the sixth pot smoker. If you hang out with a bunch of positive, successful people, guess what? You'll be the sixth positive, successful person. It's really that simple. The fastest way to make changes is to surround yourself with people who are at or are going towards the same destination. So there is a law of resonance. So you attract what you put out. If your energy frequency is more scarcity based, then you're not going to attract people that have an abundance based mindset, you know, to help you get out of it. The common denominator in all personal growth is you. It's called personal development, not personal shopping. At first, I was a little bit offended at that because I do like to shop. 
but he's right. You look if and if you start listening to too many people, you're going to get really overwhelmed and you're not going to do anything. So only you can change you. Only you know who you are and who you want to be. So only you can solve your problems. So Albert Einstein said, you can never solve a problem at the same level of thinking that caused it. So if you have some problems that you would like to solve, some habits that you would like to change, you're going to have to change your way of thinking. And I would ask you to seriously consider the questions that I asked. Who are you without your problems? The real you, the real you that's inside of you. When you start looking at your problems, ask, what if I don't do this thing? But what if I do? If you're scared to start a business, if you're scared to ask someone out on a date, ask yourself those questions. We're all put on this planet for two things, basically. To grow and contribute. If you're not growing, you're not going to be able to, con to contribute. And you're not going to be able to lead a fulfilled life. Your relationships will not be healthy. You will not be healthy. But you've got to decide. You've got to be the one that decides what your purpose is for being here and take some action. I hope that doesn't sound too harsh, but if you're like me and you've got situations and I just, I didn't know what else to do. I can't change the situation. So I have to change myself in order to adapt. And it's not easy. Some days are a struggle, but I'm finding that it's really worth it. And I'm finding that my self-mastery is actually working in some small incidents that I've had. So it's worth the work. It's worth the effort. And that's all I have until next time. If you want to know more about how I stay physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually healthy, you can follow me on social media. The link is in the bio. Thank you.